Welcome to the New Visionary Podcast, where you will hear conversations with artists and creative entrepreneurs from around the globe. From art and creativity to education and business, this podcast features discussions with some of the most inspirational visionaries in today's art world. I'm your host, Victoria J. Fry, and I can't wait to get started. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the New Visionary Podcast. I am so excited to introduce today's guest, Jane Anderson. Jane is an amazing abstract painter based in North Carolina. Welcome, Jane. Hi, Victoria. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I am so excited to have you on today and to dive into all the wonderful things that you are doing. So, Jane, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about how your creative journey started? I grew up on the East Coast of the U.S., and I've always loved art, always loved creating, crafting, all those things. And my parents were very creative. My grandparents were very creative. So we did a lot of things together that were creative. Kind of as I grew up, I knew I wanted to do something related with art of some sort, but I really couldn't narrow it down. Like I wanted to do it all. I wanted to do all of the choices. So I didn't do anything. And I moved to England to study and not art, but just to study. I just want to say, and this is something you and I have talked about. It's so hard when we want to try all the things because I went through that myself where we're so excited as artists. We want to try every technique, every style, every material. And I think that can be really hard to kind of find our voice when we want to try everything. But I know that over the last several years, you have been focusing on abstract work. We'll talk a little bit about that as well, but I want to rewind just a little bit and dive a little bit deeper into, you know, you mentioned that you didn't go to art school and you didn't follow that traditional path, yet you are still a successful artist today. So how did you continue to stay involved with your creative practice, even though you didn't necessarily go that traditional route? Were you still painting while you were studying abroad? And tell us a bit about that. It's kind of a muddied answer, and yes and no. I think because I didn't know what I wanted to do in a college setting, um, I felt a little bit defeated and a little lost. Like, I think I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. And unfortunately, I think that lasted for quite a while. And then I ended up getting married and having children, and that took so much of my time and my focus, which I love. But babies are, you know, just time consuming, and I just didn't have a lot of time or creativity really to channel into anything else until my kids were a little bit older. They're 11 and nine now. And a couple of years ago, I just was really feeling like I needed to do something. Like this is like strong pull to express myself in some particular way. And I didn't really know what that would be. So I watercolored because that's what I knew. Um, And it was great. It was a time where I kind of got back into art as in a safe setting and easy to clean up with children. <laughs> so, yes, yes. And I think that so many moms can relate to that as well because there are so many amazing mother artists out there and every artist who is a mom tells me that, you know, those those first couple of years, it's really hard to find that balance and I think that, you know, something we've talked a lot about too Jane is how it's okay to step away from your art practice and Absolutely. And sometimes that's necessary. We have to focus on other things. And there's this this stigma in the art world that needs to be put to rest and I think is finally, you know, 
retiring, which is that you can't be a successful artist once you're a mother. And I actually think the reverse is true and that being a mom is probably so enriching um, to, to, to one's art practice. How would you say being a mom has impacted your work as an artist, if it has? Or I guess another question could be, how has, um, you know, now that your kids have gotten older, like how have you started to kind of find your identity as an artist and find the time to, to create your work? It's very influential into my current life and they are my life. You know, I mean, they, my family is everything that I do. And I love that. That's what I chose. That's what I wanted. Um, when I was younger, I wanted to be a mom. Like people would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I want to be a mom. So being able to combine motherhood and art is like the best thing that could have ever happened to me. It's like the ultimate dream come true. I think that's so beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing that Uh, because we can do both and it doesn't always have to be one or the other, which I think is traditionally how it was seen in the art world. Um, So now that I know your kids are getting a little bit older and you've started to paint even more. And so how has that process been? Has it been like gradual, like you've been painting more and more over the years or like, how has that been for you? Um, you know, it's interesting because I, like I said, I was watercoloring and I was drawing. I actually realized I do know how to draw. I just didn't have the like physical, like get like the skills to know what to do. And I also didn't have the confidence and watercoloring and drawing for a couple of years really gave me a sense of artistic confidence of like, Oh, I actually can do this. Like, this is what I've always wanted to do. And I, might have a little bit of talent at least. And I, I think I got to the point where like watercolor just wasn't enough for me. Like I, I've told you this before and we laugh about this, but like I needed to like do something that was more emotional, more um, raw. And you can only, at least for me, like I could only take watercolor so far in that element. And so abstract art, came about as kind of a need to process life. Amazing. And I think that is why so many of us turn to art, right? Because it's our way of processing. And you said that so Mm -hmm. beautifully. Like some people, you know, they process the world through writing and others it's through color and art making. And, you know, it's been so amazing for me to see your progression as an artist and how you work in collections and each collection is kind of you know, revealing or tapping into another part of your life and your experiences. And I want to also dive a little bit more into the materials you use because your work has really beautiful textures and layers and depth. And I know that like material in in particular is so important to your work. So when you are painting, like what is that process like? And I know you jump in with without any preconceived notions, um, but I also know that music plays a big role. So tell us a little bit about what the actual uh, creative process look like looks like for you. Honestly, like it's different every time. There's not a set. Um, I'm not a rule follower, so I you know I don't like to really think about what I'm doing. I just like to do it. I get something in my head, and I'm like I'm I want to make it happen. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I love just experimenting and this kind of goes back to when I was a kid, like not knowing what I wanted to do. Cause I just wanted to do it all. And I kind of can do it all now. Like I, I use lots of different textures, you know, random things like, uh, I don't know, like saran wrap or, you know, dirt. Like I just don't really care what it is. If it fits, it fits. And if it works, that's all I care about. And you know what, if it doesn't work, who cares? 
Yeah. It didn't work. And that's fine. I actually had a piece last week that the texture just completely fell off. And I was like, oh, well, I used it. I crumbled it up and I used it in a different painting. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I just love, and I, I know I keep saying this, but like, I love your approach and your attitude. And I always tell you that because you are very much of the mindset that, you know what, I'm going to try this thing. And if it works great. And if it doesn't like you approach your art in a very pressure free way. And I think that when we do that, we really allow things to flow. And when we approach our work with more of a, you know, high pressure, high stakes, this has to work out how I want it. And when I want it, it doesn't become that enjoyable and it can become actually quite stressful. And you have this beautiful very free, like I'm going to try and I'm going to experiment and I'm going to explore and I'm going to see what happens. And anytime you've shown me a painting that was just like blew my mind, you know, you always tell me it happened without you expecting it at, at all. Yeah. It was like an accident. And I think, you know, you inspire me because I can be a little bit of a perfectionist. I know we've talked about that and I, and I know you can too, but when it comes to your art, you have this really um, healthy. I think it's a very healthy mindset and approach and attitude. So thank you for sharing that. And I think yeah. we can all take, I'll take something away from that. Tell me a little bit about what you have been working on over the last, let's say six months. I know you do some commissions and you're also working on many new paintings. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So the first time ever I have done commissions and it was a lot harder than I expected it to be. Um, it's not that I didn't enjoy it or love it or that's, I don't know. Like it just, the pressure was really hard for me. And because I'm such a pressure-free artist, like I, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't really want to have any idea about it. I just want to do it. And so when there's commissions, it's a little bit different in terms of there's an expectation. There's someone else's expectation. And I love that. And it has challenged me in a way that I, honestly, like I didn't know it was possible. I didn't know that I was capable of pushing myself in that type of way. And the result is amazing. Like I, not the painting necessarily, but just in me personally, it's like, I just feel like I grew so much in that. And I feel confident and I feel like, oh my gosh, like I did it. Like I, I completed these paintings that someone else really loves. And that's for me, like, that's really important. So that's amazing. And I, I completely agree. I mean, you and I have bonded over, you know, the, the difficulty, but also the beautiful part of commissions. You're creating something that is so special and unique for an individual, but you know, we definitely as artists feel the pressure. We want to live up to, you know, the expectation that is given. Um, but we learn through everything that we do that's challenging. And I remember you, after you did your first couple of commissions, um, sharing with me that you learned all of these really cool new techniques and processes that you had never tried before. And then your work changed after that, which I thought was really interesting to see. It totally did. And because it pushed me into a a new territory of art in general, it really pushed me to a place of feeling more confident with just different types of material, different types of color, things that I, I didn't know that I wanted. You know, I didn't know that my art practice would turn into, but that's also the beauty of what I love about my work is that everything is different. It's very, very unlikely that things are going to be, you know, super similar. And honestly, like I, I don't replicate uh, my work. I've tried. Um, I, I just is not something that I'm very good at. And 
that's hard. That's hard when you have like a certain painting or certain style that someone's like, oh, I love that. I, I don't even remember how I did it. Like I just did it. So yes, because it's this like miraculous thing, I think, especially with abstract work. And, you know, we've definitely chatted about this before. It is so hard to replicate a painting because it's almost like something takes over you that's bigger than you. And this beautiful thing comes to life and yes. it's kind of impossible to recreate it. But actually, Jane, like you brought up something that I definitely wanted to chat with you about today because it's something I love so much about your work is that it is so different. And we've talked a lot about how as artists, we do feel this pressure to be extremely cohesive. And while I think it is important to an extent to be somewhat cohesive and have like a common thread running through your work, which you definitely do, it's so easy to lose this love for, you know, an ability to like experiment and explore. It's almost like we stop giving ourselves permission after a while because we become so focused on creating cohesive collections. And again, I think there's a level of that that is important, but if we start to lose that sense of, um, you know, exploration and experimentation within our practice, I think we can become really unhappy and uninspired and you just never lose that. And you're, you're like, this painting looks different than this one. And that's okay. And I learned something new from it. And you actually really embrace that. And it is so refreshing. So, you know, I guess I want to ask you like, cause your work does change, but there's definitely common threads that run through it. What are you working on right now? And what are some, do you have any sort of visions for paintings you might do in the future? Or you can just continue to let it flow and see what, what comes out? Um, both. I have <laughs> lots, of, um, lots of ideas, lots of things floating in my head, sketched some things, written some things down. Um, I find, though, that none of those are really what actually happen. Um, like right now, I'm in a black and white kind of neutral very large scale series and it was not intentional. I didn't think about it. I just threw some colors in and just, I don't know. I just did what, what was there, what I wanted. And I like to paint multiple things at once. <laughs> I'm a much better person and painter when I have five, six, seven, even sometimes 10 or 11 paintings happening at once because they all tie together that way. And <laughs> we've we laughed about this too, that like a lot of my series happen fairly quickly because of that. And there might be, you know, time periods in between different series, but like the work happens all together at once a lot because of that. And because I'm in this, because abstract work is such a special, unique type of painting where they do, you have to be in that mindset. You have to have a certain quality to create these things. And when you're doing them individually, it doesn't create that. You, when they're together, at least this is for me, but when they're done together, they all tie together. That's how yes. I create the cohesiveness. Yes. But I yes. also, if I ever get to the point where like, I feel like I can't experiment or I can't just do what I want and be free, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. I, this is what I thrive on. This is my personality. This is my life. This is how I am my most free and my most me. And that's something that I, I really love about myself that I, I'm not afraid to do it. Like I want to experiment. I want everything to be its own unique individual thing. It, it doesn't need to be the same for me. It's such a beautiful thing. And I can like hear the passion in your voice. You know, when you talk about how you 
ultimately free yourself through art. And I think that many of us do, do, but you know, you do it in a way where you are just so open to new processes and, you know, materials like you talked about and just trying new things. And I think that we all need to remember that. I mean, you've inspired me, um, you know, since I've gotten to know you to just really try new things in my own practice. It's very, very easy to become uh, in this place where we start to repeat and, you know, kind of follow the same things or the same techniques all the time. And it really is like a breath of fresh air when you describe your work and how you say, you know, if I can't explore, then, you know, there's no point doing this. And it's just, there's a freedom about your approach that I love. And I think is so important for us to remember. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. That's really, really appreciate that. And so one of the things that I want to chat with you um, about as well is, you know, you are a self-taught artist. So many of us um, are, I mean, I went a more traditional route with, you know, going to art school and grad school and all of that. But in the world we live in today, there are so many self-taught artists who are just crushing it and making a great living from their art. And I think a big part of that is, you know, we have social media now, which is an incredible tool to self-promote and to market our work and put it, really put ourselves out there. Um, what advice would you give to a self-taught artist that is, you know, beginning their journey or maybe feeling a little bit, you know, maybe not as confident because they didn't go that traditional route? Um, what would you tell them? It could even be something that you would tell like the younger version of yourself. Yeah, um, many things. But I think the the thing that sticks out to me the most is nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like in the end, like, just do it. Like, no one really cares necessarily, like, what, you're your own worst critic, and be confident, be happy, be free, like, just do it. Like, just step out of your comfort zone. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or says, you know, what do you want to do? If you want to do it, do it, you know, and for me, like, I was 40 when I started, you know, doing this. And we've talked about this before, but that was the perfect time for me. I would not have been able to take the criticism and the difficulties that would have come with either art school or starting this career in my twenties. I just wasn't ready. I was not at a place personally or in my life at all to be able to manage those things. And you know what, who cares? Like, who cares that I'm 42 and, you know, now making this my full-time career? Like, okay, let's look at it like, oh my gosh, like, wow, you, you are following your dream. You are doing everything you have ever wanted to do in your life. And, you know, there's something to be said for that. Uh, it's, such, it's such powerful advice that you just gave because I think we need to remember there is still time. And I always talk about... Um, the artist Alma Thomas, you know, she didn't have her first solo exhibit until she was, I believe, in her early 80s. She didn't start painting seriously until she was in her late 60s, early 70s. She was an art teacher for many years and had a really successful career um, as an art educator and did beautiful work with her students. But she was retired when she started really pursuing her own art career later in life. And, you know, like you're saying, it doesn't whenever you feel ready to start is the right time for you. And sometimes it does take a little bit of a push. Um, But, you know, 
the fact that you started when you're 40 is such a beautiful thing because there are people out there that, you know, unfortunately might be too afraid to ever start um, or they think it's too late and it's not too late. So you you are such a great example of that. And you just embrace it, you know, and you're like, yeah, I didn't go, you know, the traditional route. I didn't go to art school, but here I am making my work, like trusting my vision, bringing my vision to life and putting it out there for the world to see. So (laughs) boom, like amazing. And we can all do that. You know, like we have the tools now in this day and age, especially with, like I said, social media, we have the tools to be able to do that. It's just sometimes giving yourself a little bit, a little bit of a push to jump in and, you know, get started. Yeah. And just because you take the unconventional path doesn't mean that there isn't a path. You know, that is not what this is about. Like it's about you and about what, what is your timing? When do you feel confident? What can you do to make yourself feel confident to be able to live your dream? And again, for me, like it was just living, you know, part of my life and experiencing things and, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to look the same for everybody. And it doesn't really matter what it looks like. Just do it. If you want to do it, just do it. Yeah. And, and I love that. It is so important to remember that. And it just makes me think of this quote. That's like, there are many different routes to get to the same destination. You know, going to art school is one route to get to the destination of being the kind of artist and live, you know, being the kind of artist you want to be and having a successful art career. However, it is not the only path. There are so many other pathways you can take. And the unconventional path is still a path that can, you know, that you can take and arrive at that amazing art career that you always dreamed of and envisioned. So I don't think every path is for every person. So I think that because there are so many different ways to arrive at whatever you want, each of us have to honor ourselves and know, like, I mean, like I said, art school would have destroyed me. I was not, um, I was not able to handle the criticism. I mean, it makes me feel like I'm going to throw up just thinking about it right now. Like I just, it would have, I would have given up and I would have been like, I'm out. I can't do this. But I did something different. Instead, I lived abroad and I did lots of other things. And those experiences brought me to where I am to a place of when it was right for me. Yeah, everyone, exactly. Everyone has their own path and we have to trust our timing, you know, and there's never any point looking back and saying, well, I could have done it this way, or maybe I should have done it this way. If you wanted to do it that way at the time, you would have, you know, for some reason, you know, it it didn't feel right to you and you made an intentional decision not to do it. You came back to it later and now you are in the right space to, you know, jump into your journey as an artist. We have to trust our timing because usually if we feel like something's not going to be right for us at that time, it's because it's probably not. Yeah. yeah. I would have loved to have told my 20 year old self that, that, you know, yeah. in 20 more years, you're going to be in, you know, British Vogue or whatever it is. And I wouldn't have believed it, yeah. but here we are. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Jane, this was incredible. As always, we have the best conversations and you are a, truly a breath of fresh air. I know I tell you that all the time but you continue to inspire me and so many other artists. And I just want to thank you so much for joining today. Oh, thank you, Victoria. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for tuning in and supporting our platform. To learn more about New Visionary Magazine, head over to visionaryartcollective.com magazine. You can order individual copies on Amazon or subscribe annually to digital issues. 
We also have opportunities to get featured in the magazine, so be sure to join our newsletter and follow us on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or tag us on Instagram. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. 